Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. Merhaba, by Adam. My name is Adam uh, also, Adam Jones. Today we're reviewing Dealing with People You Can't Stand, the revised and expanded third edition, <laughs> How to Bring Out the Best in People at Their Worst by Dr. Rick DeBrinkerman and Rick Kirshner. Both also doctors, two Dr. Ricks. Uh, and it's, mate, I absolutely loved this book. Yeah. I, like, even just, like, the first 30 pages, I was like, this is definitely my uh, top 10 book. Just from the first 30 pages alone, mm. uh, it's a top 10 for me. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I, I thought the title was a bit misleading. It just looks like a, the book looks kind of cheap, but it's not. The content in it is super rich. Oh, the co- yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of the cover as much and the title and the branding of it, because what it's got in it is, like, is awesome, I thought. Yeah, I'd say that's probably a fair criticism. Yeah. I like the cartoons throughout, but then when you look at the front cover, it probably doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Same as he also gives a bit of a different definition to people you can't stand than what you'd... If you just read this, yeah. It's it, just a it, book it, about communicating with all the different types of yeah. people out there, and it just uses the stereotypes uh, of certain types of people to uh, and uh, on how to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. correct. Cool stuff. Uh, and it's Yeah, it's awesome. So basically, it gives like... A list of 13 different stereotypes of people and what's who they are and what's bad about them, basically. And then yeah. he gives a thing called the lens of understanding, which absolutely blew my mind, which is sick. And then he sort of gave you know different uh, different techniques for effective communication. And then he goes into a bit of a deep dive on the 13 different personality types. And then he even goes into, I'm guessing, which they added more recently, the uh, new age communication in terms of phone and, and email. Yeah. Yeah. When was this book first written? Not too sure, man. Probably a while ago. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll probably find out soon when we speak to the... Speak to Dr. Rick Um, Brinkman. Cool, man. So we get stuck into the uh, top 10... Oh, it's 2012. 2012? (laughs) (laughs) When it was first printed or... No, just this copyright 2012. There you go. I think it's the most recent updated third, revised third edition or whatever. (laughs) Uh, So the top 10 most unwanted list... Is yep. uh, and we got on the Facebook Live. We got all the uh, the list there in the text if you you want to see that. But uh, first of all, we got the sniper. Well, first of all, we got the tank. Oh, the tank. Did you, yeah. <laughs> did you miss one? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so first of all, we the, we'll give you like Oops. a two sentence, one or two sentence description of each of these uh, to start off with. So first of all, is the tank, and the tank is confrontational, pointed, and angry, and ultimately uh, in a pushy, pushy and aggressive behaviour. Mm. Yeah. So the tank type is probably very common in the old school of doing business and work and mm. it's huge in, like I'm in the construction industry myself and there's a lot of people in that industry are just, when something goes wrong, they crack the shits, they're confrontational, they're nut jobs yep. and uh, for, we're not going to delve deep into the, the tank but they're just basically wanting to get the things done. That's their intent. They're not worrying about getting along with people. They just want to get the get job done. done. Yeah. Spot on. Next, we've got the sniper, uh, which is uh, whether through rude comments, biting sarcasm, or a well-timed roll of the eyes, making you look foolish is a sniper's specialty. Yeah. Yeah, the so the sniper will just, yeah, they, Pretty they wait, wait for their moment and just that snipe you, and snipe they take you, you out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we've got the grenade. So after a brief period of calm and chilling out, then the grey just explodes into a <laughs> rant about things, nothing to do with the current circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, the, Grenade, like you, it's basically like you 
you pull the pin on the grenade and they just explode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you got to find out where the pin is. So you know where <laughs> the not, pin is, and, and just pull not pull the pin off the grenade because they're fucking yeah. crazy. Next, we've got the know-it-all. Seldom in doubt, the know-it-all has a low tolerance for correction and contradiction. If something goes wrong, however, the know-it-all will speak with the same authority about who's to blame, and that's you, yeah. <laughs> not them. It's always you. So yeah, we've all got a few of them, and we'll get into later how to use them to your advantage because uh, yeah. they are highly valuable people, and they Could actually be. know it all. Not like the next person yeah. who is, uh, they, they think they know it all. Yeah, much worse. So you can't fool all the people all the time, but the think they know it all fools some of the people some of the time. Yeah. So it's all <laughs> yeah. to, to, get a, to get attention. They just say these outlandish facts with nothing to back it up and they just act like they know things. Yeah. But deep down, they really don't know much, do they? Yeah, as you say, they, they think they know it all and they just uh, pretend they do in order to get that attention. Mm. Next, we've got the, the yes person. So in an effort to please people and avoid confrontation, yes, people say yes without really thinking things through. They react to the latest demands on their time. They forget about prior commitments and they overcommit until they've got no time left to do anything. And then they become resentful because yep. everyone's telling them to do stuff and they keep saying yes. Yep, so they end up with too much on their plate just because they don't want to hurt people's feelings by saying no. And then they finally end up stuffing up pretty much every project they end up on <laughs> yeah. just because they're over They say yes to everything and then you know it might not get done. Yep, and then next you've got the, the maybe person. So the maybe person procrastinates in the hope a better choice will present themselves. So they don't say yes or no, they're just, just procrastinating the whole time, aren't yeah. they? which is annoying because you can never get a straight answer, I guess. Yeah, they're frustrating the, the maybe people. Yeah, the nothing person, no verbal feedback, no, no, no non-verbal <laughs> feedback, just nothing. <laughs> just nothing. Just a blank stare. Just a blank. <laughs> I don't know, do you, do you know too many of them? Uh, they're funny stare not individual not probably not as person who's always a nothing person but you definitely get nothing reactions from some people and I feel like we all float through uh, these or some people float through different versions of these stereotypes uh, in different circumstances Um, number eight we've got the whiner so you missed the no person mate what's going on with your list I've missed a couple (laughs) go mate mate we'll go to the no person uh, <laughs> more deadly uh, to morale than, than a speeding bullet more powerful than hope able to defeat big ideas with a single syllable <laughs> so disguised as a mild-mannered normal person the no person fights a never-ending battle for fu- uh, futility hopelessness and despair mm-hmm. so you'll think you're onto something you'll just present this amazing idea and you just get a no yeah <laughs> all the time just always no just blatant no sorry mate number 10 the whiner the you're whiner. about to say I've uh, wrote my notes a bit too fast. I think. But anyway, the whiner, so as uh, pretty self-explanatory, so that they're feeling helpless in an unfair world and their standard is perfection and no one will ever live up to it. So they're all, always just whinging about mm. everything or what you do. It's never going to live up to their expectations. So they're just whining and everything is not that good for the whiner, is it? Yeah, for sure. Never good. He's got three equals uh, in the bonus ones. Uh, which he, he sort of says is a lot of your relatives will fit into these. So you've got the judge, and the judge sets a standard that no one can meet and then pronounces judgment along with a running commentary of criticism. Yeah. So you can never please a judge. Whatever you do is is going to get judged, and they're going to let people know about it. Yep. Uh, number 10 is the meddler. They think they know what's best for you, so they decide you are incapable and seek to manage your life for you. Yep. Yeah, spot on. And then the last one is the martyr. So the martyr, martyrs are needy givers, giving gifts, uh, whether you want them or not. 
And each gift, though, comes with an obligation. Yeah. Something you've got to get them back for later. That's it. So say the last three there, they're very common for uh, relatives, yeah? So yeah. the judge, the meddler, and the martyr, they come, up, come yeah. across in your family a lot. Yeah, definitely. And um, I don't know how many of my family members listen to this, but um, <laughs> a few fit into <laughs> some of them. I suppose we just sort of got into... Um, we should have said people you can't stand. Basically, there's there's always going to be people you don't get along with for whatever reason. And likewise, you're also going to frustrate people by you're going to probably fit into one of these categories as well. Mm. You might think that you're perfect, but we definitely fit into some of these and we're going to annoy people as well. So the book also tells about what happens if you're a, a tank or a sniper. How can you combat um, that for yourself? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Lens of understanding. Yeah, let's get This is the here. absolute... Panty dropper, the mind blower. Panty dropper. So we're going to be explaining an awesome diagram here. To yeah. Us, but if you want to buy the book and, and look at this diagram, it's worth yeah. definitely worth looking. Actually, at. I think he's got. I'm just reading here. Yeah. So it's on page 38. If you've got the book, or um, there's a color copy at dealing www.dealingwithpeople.com. Have a look at this diagram. Uh, it won't make sense if you just look at it, but we'll explain it now. Yeah. Fucking sick. Normal. So. On the one hand, so you got a basically you got a circle, uh, and inside that you've got what he calls the cooperation zone, and on the north part of the circle you got uh, people who, uh, who are task focused. On the south side you got people focus. Mm-hmm. So that's where people are uh, arranged between focus on the task of just getting the pure job done. If someone comes up to chat about the weekend, nah, fuck off. You're not, you're not <laughs> interested. You just want to get task the tasks done. And then on the other extreme, you've got the people focus where you just sit in the printer, you're talking about <laughs> what happened on the weekend at the party for about four hours and you're yep. not worrying about the task yep. uh, at all. Yeah, nice. So you've got that, that uh, spectrum there, task versus people. And the other way, I guess, uh, east to west, that spectrum is uh, the assertiveness level, whether on the far left is passive and on the far right is aggressive. And obviously you fit somewhere between that spectrum. Yep. So all the stereotypes are somewhere around that spectrum. So it might yep. be the northeast part, the southeast part, or yep. whatever. So it's figuring out they're out of the cooperation zone, and they're these stereotypes are the extremes of task focus, people focus, passive or aggressive. Yeah. Sick. And then what he does? So we've got those two axes. Then he combines the two into the four quadrants, mm. um, and they align to different intents or behaviors. So say in the top right. You've got task focus and you've got aggressive uh, and that uh, aligns with getting the task done. So getting it done in the top right. Yep. So that's getting it done urgently and then say if you've got task focus on the top and then the left you've got passive and that's get it right. Yep. So both are a task focus and if you're yep. passive about it, it's getting it right. So you focus on quality yep. and the project's three weeks away so you're doing all this, just focus on the quality whereas when you go into get it done mode it might be due tomorrow and you're not not as concerned about quality yeah. you just want to get the fucking and that's thing when done. you get aggressive with it yeah yeah and then so in the bottom left so that's passive and people focus and that's getting along so you want to be friends with everyone um and yeah get along with everyone yeah and then on the bottom uh bottom right you got aggressive and people focus and that's uh get appreciated yeah so you want to let, you know, you want everyone to know that you're doing some some good stuff. You want to yep. be appreciated for what you do. Yep. So this is the intent. So with the stereotypes, if you know their intent, you can understand and communicate mm. better because you know what they're trying to do. They might be in the get it done mode, so you can appreciate that and acknowledge their intent to get it done. Or they might be in the get along mode where they just want to talk about the weekend and get along with people. 
or get appreciated. So knowing their intent has a huge advantage of you being able to communicate with this type of person. Yep, phenomenal. And so with the circle, you've got, as you said, in the middle, you've got cooperation zone. As you get towards the edge of the circle is the caution zone. And then once you blow outside the circle, that's the danger zone. Mm. Uh, yeah, Welcome so... to the... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and next, he assigns each type of person to a different um, section of the... Uh, of the... What do we call it? The lens of understanding. Yep. So, saying the get it done, tanks, snipers, and know-it-alls are all in the get it done. So, tank is all about task focus and pretty aggressive as well. Yep. That's it. Uh, and then you got attention zone. Uh, you got... Sorry, the get appreciated zone, grenade, sniper, uh, think they know it all. So yep. if you want to focus on each individual one, we'll, we'll get in the book, but we'll, yep. uh, we'll probably break down into a few, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, the perfectionist, are you judge, why not, no person, nothing person, and you're getting along as your yes person, maybe person, and you martyr. Yep. Spot on. So chapter four, it says now from conflicts cooperation. So these people, they're in the, the danger zone. They're suiting the stereotype. You, you're struggling with them. You can't stand them. And he talks a lot here about blending, which is the mm-hmm. same, similar to building rapport with yep. people, is how you, you blend with them so you, you feel closer and then you end up uh, communicating with them effectively. Yeah, he, he talks about reducing the differences between you. So you can do things like using similar words if they use like a specific adjective to describe things, you can start using that same one. Or if they, uh, we talked about it probably a little bit in Tony Robbins, maybe. Yep. But if they, you know, if they move there, if they take a sip of water, you can take a sip of water. Don't do it obviously, mm. um, but it's just, yeah, assimilating with them, sort of reducing differences to build that rapport. Yeah, that's right. And uh, should we get into chapter five? Yeah. Way too ahead of you, mate. No, no, no. Chapter five, listen to understand. So step one it talks about uh, building rapport. So this is general for uh, everyone. Yep. And step two, if you're communicating with them, backtrack. So as you said, use the same words they do. Repeat what they say so they know that you're listening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Step three is clarifying. So asking maybe some clarification questions just to make sure and to show them more so that you fully understand what they're talking about. Yep. And then step four, summarize what you've heard just so you you've, you only know you've communicated effectively when you're on the same page. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And then step five, you're confirming that you're on the same page and then actually just straight out ask them, do you feel understood? Yeah. Because yeah. how often do you... <laughs> and we're all capable of this and I'll do it a lot as well. It's like when you're actually speaking to someone, you're looking at them, but you're not really mm. listening. But if you follow <laughs> these five steps, uh, there's no reason why you can't effectively understand them every single time yeah exactly and so that was all about understanding people and there's two ways we need to understand them emotionally and intellectually so we show them intellectually that we're understanding what they're trying to say and we show that we understand them emotionally by showing that we understand how they're feeling about it yeah cool man next chapter uh, chapter six, so I only have a couple of things to say about this, but yeah. the title is Reach a Deeper Understanding. Almost every time uh, we're dealing with all 13 types of people, he says one of the main things is to identify positive intent. Yeah. So that comes up in everyone, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And basically, oh, sorry, mate, go on. So yeah, a key to bringing out the best out of people at their worst is to give them the benefit of the doubt. So assuming they've got the intent to 
uh, get whatever it is they've done yeah. correctly. They're doing it positively. Yeah, so even when there's a grenade who's just blown up and gone mental, mm. behind that behavior is positive intent. He just wants they to get they the just job want done. something to get done. They just want yeah. to get it done. So and then on the, other, on the other spectrum, you've got the people sitting in the printer uh, trying to talk about the weekend for four hours. They're just trying to get along. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's all positive intent in that they want to achieve something positive. Maybe we don't agree with the way they're doing it, but that's, if we can understand that's what they're, tr- they're trying to do, yep. we can sort of, I guess, help, help right. um, yeah, get along better. So with that, it says identify highly valued criteria. So what are their, what are their mm-hmm. values? And then you can figure out what their positive intent is. And mate, do those values align with the four quadrants? I sort of forgot. Uh, yeah, not not sure, mate. But it might be something like it might be money, or it might be recognition, uh-huh. or it might be yeah, it might be something like just getting along with people. So yeah, nice. Next one is um, speak to be understood. So it has again kind of steps tangible stuff. So monitor tone of voice, state positive intent, which we've. Uh, we've talked about yeah so we before we were <clears throat> when we were listening we we're looking for people's positive intent now i'm saying when you're talking don't disguise it just say what's your intention yeah that's clear, cool, get it? it out there yeah because a lot of people he says it's the most important thing is to actually state what your purpose is of what you're trying to say what you're about to say yeah and uh Another cool one, tactfully interrupt interruptions. <laughs> Mate, I didn't like this one. Yeah, I do not. It's pretty interesting though, wasn't it? Anyway, other people might. So, say, yeah, yeah. To say someone's blowing up at you or whatever or, or cracking the shit, you just like look at them and just say their name over and over again <laughs> in, a, in a matter of fact sort of way until you get their attention. So the grenade's cracking the shit, you might just go, Steve, Steve, and just until they just slow down and then... And then, um, yeah. Mate, do you reckon that works? If, you're, I don't know. if I'm talking to you, I'm just like, Adam, Adam. And you're yelling at me, and I'll just say, Adam. Adam <laughs> excuse me, Adam. Excuse me. Right, we'll, uh, we'll try anyway, during the week, we'll eh? trust him. We'll and trust then, tell your truth. Tell your truth in a way that builds them up instead of tears them down. And be ready to listen if they're fucking cracking it at you. And if you're calming them down and saying, Steve, Steve, just listen to what they've got to say as well. Yeah, for sure. I like the... um. In the telling the truth, you had a few tips as well. Be specific about the problem. So don't beat around the bush. Be specific so that they know exactly what's wrong. Uh, he even says, like, use I language, like the way I see it. Mm. So saying it's your cool. truth. And that's not saying that necessarily you're a bad person because you do this. It's just like, I think you shouldn't do this. So it's not, um, you're just saying it's just your opinion, not everybody's opinion. Uh, and you can even say it in the past tense, like you used to do this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, love that shit. So, should we get stuck into some of the specifics? Or you, yeah, chapter eight, I didn't have anything. So, yeah, we'll get yeah. stuck in Let's the get specifics. Stuck in. We're getting into the three. We're going to pick three of the 13. Three of the 13. So, I reckon it's definitely worth people out there reading it because, yeah, I, these are probably the most relevant to us at the moment with yeah. the people we're dealing with. But if mm. anyone out there is struggling to deal with some people, this will definitely help. But, yeah, for sure. First of all, we got the know it all, which we'll get into. So as we said, they are knowledgeable and extremely competent people. They're highly assertive, highly outspoken, mm-hmm. and their ta- their intent is to get it done, task focus, yeah, and aggressive. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, that, yeah, as you say, know it all. They do know a lot of things. They're not shy about telling everyone that they know a lot of things. Mm. But your goal, I guess, is to open their mind to new ideas because they're probably, whilst they know a lot of things, they're sort of conf- confined to their little world. Yeah. 
Whereas if you can expand their mind, open to new ideas, that's a win-win. He gives us an <clears throat> he gives us an action plan here as well. Yep, that's right. So just a little bit oh, more on, on that. So yep. they they will know they will waste no time with inferior ideas. But what he says is. He says, deep down, they're very unhappy and insecure people inside, no matter how clean the lab jacket or impeccable their resume. So to cover yeah. up their insecurity, they've gotten mm. to this stage where they have to learn everything and they have, and now it's your job uh, in a five-step process to use them to your best of your ability, which is nice. pretty cool, mate. So do you want to get to step one? Yeah, step one is be prepared and know your stuff. Obviously, because... If you don't know your stuff, then no one is just going to dismiss you as an idiot, yeah. basically. Yeah. Sim- similar to the halo effect, which we covered a few weeks ago, if you don't know one thing, one small thing about mm. whatever your idea is, they will discredit your whole entire idea and everything you're working on. So you've got to be prepared to know your stuff more than yep. you know it all themselves, which is a, it takes a bit of effort. I'd say, oh, a lot yeah, of work. for sure. And step two is backtrack respectfully. So backtracking was uh, using their words and their phrases uh, to blend with them, I guess. And he's saying that you're probably going to have to do more backtracking with know-it-alls to really... They're going to be skeptical of you, so you need to prove yourself that you're worthy of uh, of their time, I guess. Yep. And step three, so blend with their doubts and desires. So if they say, you know, your idea is shit for X, Y, and Z, kind of agree with them. Don't don't go up against them. Yeah. Blend with their reasons and their ideas and uh, so you're on the same side as them. Yeah, you can't combat them directly. So he says step four is present your views indirectly. So don't just throw it right out there. You've yep. got to sort of be tact, tactful with how you present your ideas. Yeah, what happens if we did this, you know, yeah. and then get them on side and, and make them think it's their idea? And then yeah. step five was really cool, yeah? Yeah. So he said step five, establish a mentoring relationship. So if, if there's something you want to improve upon, you can tell other people, oh, Johnny Know-It-All is my mentor, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And they're going to be like, yeah, well, I do know everything. So this guy really values me. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the flip side of that is by you saying that this guy's my mentor and you're saying that they're above you, it's sort of like the 48 laws of power and that you don't, you're not seen as a threat anymore because you're like under him, yep. but you're just at the same time sort of sneakily throwing in your yep. indirect It's an um, absolute ideas. win-win outcome, isn't it? Yeah. So they're getting the, the feeling of importance, yep. but then if they absolutely know everything, you're getting the opportunity to learn yep. a lot from someone who actually knows their shit. Yeah. So, yeah, just to tie this one up, is this is the know-it-all, which is good. The think they know-it-all, which is not so good. <laughs> you just destroy... Oh, we won't get into that. We're no. learning. You just kind of destroy yeah. it. But if you, if, you've, if you can differentiate between a think they know-it-all or if you can find someone who's an actual know-it-all, then that's good. Yeah, that's you want to You want to stick with them. Yeah. That's uh, very tangible stuff I got from yeah. the book, that, that chapter right there. So, nice. next we got... The judge. The judge. So, the judge is about perfection, about getting it right. So definitely task focus, a bit more passive. But as we briefly mentioned before, the judge has got their standard, which is super, super high. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they're gonna they're gonna judge you. So he says again, these the judges are in constant pain as the world refuses to conform to these high standards they set of everything. So the key to dealing with judges is to counter uh, the negative rulings as well. So whether mm. stated to them or in your own mind. Mm. So you don't have to subscribe to mm. whatever they say. Basically, yeah, yeah, correct. And uh, don't question the court's judgment, just number. So, should we get into the, um, the action plan? Action plan, mate. Yeah. So, there's a few options you've got. Is is first of all, you can acknowledge the judgment and just and move on. You know, say, okay, this is your judgment. Yep. But you know, don't take it on board too yep. seriously. Yep. Just thank them, thank for their thoughts and suggestions, yep. and move on. And then we got option two, which is 
uh, return to sender. So return the judgment <laughs> to the judge. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds dangerous to me. Yeah. So yeah. is there, yeah, anyway. So. Man, that seems like it would lead to much greater conflict than actually resolving it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an option. Might it's an option. The, it's an option, yeah. Might not be the best. Um, option three is appeal the sentence. <laughs> so so he says, you know, you've got the judges has laid down their judgment. You can appeal that sentence yep. by maybe throwing out a few uh, counter-arguments. Reasons guess, why, yeah. they're, uh, why they're full of shit. <laughs> Option four, go for the po- polarity response. So the polarity response is, say if you're, um, what's a good example? Say if the judge says, hey, you uh, didn't kick, you're not clicking the football well or something, or you're not playing mm-hmm. a good game of football, you say, Oh, I'm the worst fucking player of all time. I'm shit. I'm going to quit football. And they go, no, no, hang on. You're not that, you're not that bad. That's so you, you find the extremity yeah. of whatever they're trying to say and then they'll, yeah. they'll backtrack and say, hang on, hang on. You're not, you know, you're, you're not yeah. too bad. Yeah, that's sick. So he says like, so step three we said was appeal, uh, appeal the sentence. And so he says if a common, common mistake people make with judges is if we can't change their mind and if we haven't been granted an appeal... We're just wasting our time. So as you say, the, if you haven't been granted an appeal, the other way to do it is go to the far extreme, the opposite extreme, yeah. and that, then they'll probably change their judgment a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And uh, option five is a bit ballsy, and this comes up in a lot of dealing with the people we can't stand, and that is give them a glimpse of greatness. Mm. So you got to tell them how what they are doing is self-defeating. So just be honest with them and say, look, you're a judge, and this is why what you're doing is not helping you achieve whatever you're trying to do. So, and then you offer them suggestions of what would work better. So it's just a yeah. complete honesty with the glimpse of greatness. And uh, yeah, another one that might be an interesting outcome, but yeah. just an option. Good luck. Yeah. yeah good luck. <laughs> and we'll dive a deep dive into the martyr as well. So the martyr is all about guilt trips, sort of, you know, I do everything around here. I do everything, and they just yeah. want to get a pre. Their intent is to just get appreciation. Yeah. So a 50,000 yeah. feet look at this is that's their intent. Understand what they're doing is try, trying to get appreciation. Yeah. So they want it, they want attention and they want approval. They want to be seen to be and appreciated for doing a lot of things. Yeah. And they want to be, yeah, they want to get a little bit of approval as well. And it's interesting. He says the less they are appreciated, the more they give because no one gives, mm. gives back because the neediness and annoying behavior are both unattractive qualities in a person. Yeah. So if they do everything for you... You kind of want to give less appreciation. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a toughie. It's a toughie for sure. Um, action plan. So yeah, the action plan one: look for a chance to give. Yeah, mate. It's, yeah, definitely give back. Yeah, because yeah, just try and try and give them their appreciation. Yeah. in in a lot, and that might be in a way of uh, yeah, looking for a chance to give. Option two: disrupts the guilt trip. Yeah, and he says you can either strip it, flip it, or s- snip it, or nip it in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> They're the four things you can do. Yeah, and uh, one example, say flip it, is give them the guilt trip. So she says, well, I say she. Obviously, I've got, <laughs> hey, hey, Obviously I've got someone in mind here, don't I? Um, you don't appreciate all I've done for you. And then you say, but I don't think you appreciate my appreciation. So you just flip yep. it back on them. Yeah, nice. Basically. And uh, option four, mate. We have uh, option three. Hit option the reset three. on their upset. Yeah. So respond to exaggerated badness. He says counter the frustration, uh, and he also says upgrade to preferences. So 
Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a good example off the cuff here. I'm never good at thinking of examples on the spot. Yeah. But it's like, you know, well, why didn't you why didn't you make your bed or something? And you'd be like, oh, wouldn't, <laughs> you, wouldn't you prefer if I cleaned You've the room? you also got someone in your <laughs> fucking mind. <laughs> We've both got our fucking money in mind. Let's see. <laughs> anyway, we do, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> the martyrs. You got yeah. some. Um, you got some demons there. From you, like no, nine years old. No though. demons. No demons. Absolute demons. <laughs> Option four: say no to unreasonable requests. Pretty cool stuff. So saying no makes you a more authentic person. It lets you know people know how you feel about things. Mate, some things are unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. just say no. Yeah. Yeah, don't be a yes person. Yeah. And then option five again, which was the same as the last one, give them a glimpse of greatness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just tell them, yeah, what they're what they're trying to do is self defeating. Acknowledge their positive intent and uh, Yeah. Acknowledge yeah. your positive intent. Be specific. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know you're trying to do the best for me and I know you love me and all that stuff, but but <laughs> fucking stop it. <laughs> anyway. Mate, I reckon we got time for the phone or the email stuff. It was like, it was okay, the email stuff. Or do you want to get into it? Um nah. No, it was okay. But overall, mate, bloody good book. Just that first three chapters, the lens of understanding. Mm-hmm. Just the mate, it was just like the two spectrums, three zones, four intentions, four behaviors, thirteen personality types, just all summarized into one perfect yep. little circle. Yeah, and understanding their positive intent, which is which is yeah. pretty cool. Mate, just, let me hit you with something. Yeah, what man. type of person are you? Do you reckon? Oh fuck! I reckon I um, go through them all. Yeah. That's a, what that's do you a, think I am, mate? I don't, uh, know. I don't know. I think I'm a bit of a yes and a bit of a maybe. I'm, yeah, I'm I reckon I'm... Yes actually, I reckon I'm a bit of a maybe, bit of a yes as well, actually, yeah. sometimes. I reckon I say yes to too much, but then sometimes I go through the maybes where I'm always waiting for something better to come up. Yep. The maybe as well. Yep. I'm, I'm a little bit the same, and then we probably just float through all yeah. of them at different yeah, times, definitely. like most people. But mate, yeah. you wouldn't be a grenade, though. You wouldn't blow up, would you? Nah. No, I'm not a grenade. Oh, nah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Anyway, um, but yeah, yeah, good shit, man. So, mate, this is a yeah, as I said, top ten for me. And we'll be really speaking good. to Rick the Brick. We, we've made the nickname Rick the Brick. I don't know, <laughs> have we? I just made it up. Oh, nice. Yeah, call him Rick the Brick. Yeah, I've got another brick. nickname for him, but pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. He's got a really good video as well. Yeah, on YouTube, the, oh, the cat one. Um, oh yeah, that yeah. was a good one. That was a good yeah. one. But yeah, yeah, we'll speak to him um, during the week and find out a bit more about. How to deal with people we can't yeah, stand. Phenomenal, mate. Should we sing a song? Sing a song. Sing it. Dealing with people that you can't stand. Dr. Rick Brinkman and Dr. Rick Kirshner. Look at that tank walking around the street. Gotta get that prank. Gotta get that tank. Badank. <laughs> How to bring out the best in people at the worst. Positive intent, they're just trying to get the shit done. What about the snap? What about the grenade? They know it all, they think they know it all. They're all cunts. They're cunts just trying to be good people. Identify their positive intent, look at that cunt sitting there in the tree with a snapper rock. Oh, go. Change your perspective, look at them. (laughs) (laughs) Establish a relationship with the know-it-all. Make the 
and be your mentor Learn from them, y'all That's right, y'all Yo, y'all <laughs> If you got a judge They're gonna lay down a judgment You can appeal the sentence You can Clean your room, Adam! Clean your room! <laughs> Clean your room, Adam! The monitor does everything for you The monitor thinks they do everything for you they give you the gifts, but that comes with an obligation. Give them a glimpse of greatness. You're my fucking martyr. Stop that shit. Stop that shit, martyr, mother. <laughs> That's it. Do the good people that you can't stand. Dr. Rick, Dr. Rick. He's the man.